0: Welcome back, friends, to another episode. I'm so excited you're here. And today, ooh, I know this is called the Keeping It Real podcast, and, you know, I like to keep it real, but I feel this one's going to be... Ooh, a little bit of a vulnerable, <laughs> I can't even struggle to say the word. It's going to be vulnerable. Um, And I'm going to share some things with you that were really hard for me to number one, acknowledge. Number two, say them out loud. Number three, say them to hundreds of you guys who tune in and listen to this podcast. But that's what I'm here. I'm here to change the conversations and to show you that you can be real and be honest and do all this scary shit and, and still have the things that you want. So here we go. So go grab yourself a coffee. You might need one for this one, or if you're out for a walk, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for always tuning in here. Um, okay. So when I'm recording this, um, it's been about a week and a half since I went to the event in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I'm, by the time this is I guess released will be about two weeks out. Right. So, um, everything's still kind of real raw. And when you do these kind of events, if you haven't done one before, like your world gets shook if you allow it. Right. Um, and if I'm going to be investing money to get into these rooms, I'm going to make it worth my wild. Right. And I know that even though I teach a lot of this stuff, I'm in it with you guys. Like I had the same feelings. I had the same struggles. And I would be a hypocrite to come on here and say that I didn't. So I hear you. I'm along I'm along for the ride with you guys. But you know, I wish I could say so first of all, when I got down to the event, I didn't know anybody. One of my clients, um was the only person that I knew. And on Friday, we all went out for this dinner that was organized by a lovely woman who uh, such a great event planner. And so she put this poll out and she was like, who wants to go for dinner? There was over 50 of us. And I was like, yeah, I wanna meet as many incredible women as I possibly can. So I quickly got to know this amazing group of women who we kind of you know stuck together and we really got to know each other in a deep level really quickly. But as we were coming back, a lot of uh, for a lot of these guys, it was their first event. Now I feel like I'm an event junkie, <laughs> so when I when I went to this event, even though I had I wanted to network, I knew that I always go into these things with zero expectations because usually the thing that I need, I always get, and I kind of go into these events with that belief. And when everyone was coming back and it was their first event, and they were so fired up, and I was too. Like it was an amazing event. But I was feeling something like visceral in my tummy and something as if I was mourning something and I couldn't really put the feelings and thoughts into perspective at that moment. I had to really sit and percolate and and let it kinda, you know, process what I was feeling. And, you know, all these ladies were like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but something was different for me. And the thing is, is if you go to these events and if you're willing to go deep you can have the most beautiful, terrifying (laughs) transformations, right? And sometimes I believe that you have to go through the challenge to get that courage and see what needs to change in order to help you get to your highest self or your most favorite self, right? So keeping that in mind, I allow myself to go to the areas that I need to go to in order to move through some of my own blocks, right? We all have blocks, every single person, we all have different sorts of blocks and we have different blocks based on our seasons, right? So I'm feeling this like feeling, I'm like, okay, holy shit, like what is going on here? Usually I leave events pumped and, and ready to go. Um, and then when I came back to Newfoundland, I was living in a hotel for a couple days because we were getting electrical work done and we were getting a new heat system put into our house. So when I came back, I, one of my flights were canceled and I had to go on a different flight. So I came back and hit the ground running, right? Wasn't in my home environment, didn't have the opportunity to process. And actually, as I'm recording this, we still don't have heat. (laughs) That's another story. So I didn't really have time to really sit and let this percolate. But I knew that there was something that I needed to get off my chest. I was getting these little breadcrumbs. I was allowing myself to go there. So Saturday, I said to my husband, I was like, hey, let's go to the beach. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, I have a block that I recognize that I have and I need to talk it out. Dwayne is one of those people who is able to look at all different sides and give me a perspective that I can't see. I often lead with my heart and sometimes it's hard for me to be practical. But he is like a mirror for me, and even though the conversations are really tough, he's able to show me sides that I'm missing, because I'm very hard on myself, right? So I asked him to go to the beach, which is usually like my alone time, right? And of course, when we go to the beach, it was a cold day, so I thought we'd have the whole beach to ourselves. but there was a race happening on the East Coast Trail, so there were people around, and it was just the out that I needed, but I said, nope, let's go and sit and for me to I would love to say that talking about it gets easier but it, it really doesn't it was so hard for me to look at Dwayne and vocalize and say to him some of the things that I've realized and I'm probably gonna get emotional I could feel the tears coming already um because I'm still in it like this is this is hard for me right and I don't want to ever take for granted and you know, lead you to believe that this work is easy because it's not. This is why most people don't do it because it's so hard to look at the parts of us that we are taught to cover up, right? So anyway, we're at the beach and I start sobbing and I mean like ugly girl cry. (laughs) It was cold. I'm pretty sure some tears were like freezing on my cheek. Um, But I let them flow and I leaned onto Dwayne and I really allowed myself to be seen. And while I teach this, I recognize over the weekend, which was really hard for me to understand, was that I still have parts about me that I hide from the world. And that comes from a lot of trauma. It comes from a lot of hardships. It comes from things that I've never really publicly talked about that um, Dwayne reminded me over the weekend, like, Gina, the things that you've been through, they usually break people. Like the things that I have had to go through, most people break. And he said, you keep standing back up, but you don't even talk about the things um, that really have have been pivotal moments in your life. So as I sat there and I cried and I talked it out with Dwayne, I had some... Some realization. So, you know, sometimes you can kind of look back and then you can connect the dots, but while you're in it, you can't really see it. So, I was having one of those moments where, okay, I had a few days to kind of sit with it. I've had a a little while to actually kind of go through my notes and see, okay, like these were the ahas that I had. This is what my brain was taking away from these events. And sometimes you don't even realize it's happening, which is why I take all the notes is that your brain will pick up on things that you resonate with. And in the moment you might be like, oh, I don't know where that came from, but you write it down, right? Those are little breadcrumbs. So looking back, I can see all the, the dots connect, but I was like, Gina, you can't share all your aha moments. So maybe this will be two podcasts. But I wanted to share five of the major aha moments. And the reason why I'm sharing these with you, because I guarantee you, maybe this is you as you're listening, you can resonate or see yourself in these situations and I feel the more we normalize it and talk about these things, the more it gives you permission to go inside, the more it gives you permission to let go of the shame because nobody changes in shame, right? It's a vulnerability, it's a healing, it's a loving peace. And for such a long time these things held a lot of shame. And by me talking about them, it also makes that shame go away. And like I said, you can't change if you're sitting in shame. And I'm not ashamed of these things. These are things that happened to me. They are not my story, right? They're just pieces of my life. But one of the things, um, sorry, my voice is shaking on these because these are really hard to kind of share and tell the world. But one of the the very last speakers, her name was Tracy. And I've had several people say to me all throughout my life that I was like a tomboy, right? That uh, I never wore makeup, I should be more girly, I should be this, I should I should be that, right? And so a little while ago, I had somebody say to me, "Gina, you're too masculine, you're coaching. And it really stuck with me because it wasn't just in that one comment, it was all the comments previous to where I've been called a tomboy Where in high school, when I was wrestling and being the only female on the team, I was called Mangina because my name was Gina. Like, I always had this confidence in sports and I always had this confidence in when I did things and that was a trigger for other people and they took it out on me and I then internalized that that part of me, I should be ashamed of. I remember my grandfather saying to me, I would never find a husband to love me because I was a tomboy. There are all these moments in my childhood that I remember being penalized and being shunned because of something that I loved. And I hid a little bit of that. And I also started to change my coaching because sometimes, not sometimes when I coach, I help people see things about themselves that they wouldn't normally be able to do so. And I also have a no BS kind of way of like, okay, no, is this the truth? And sometimes when people don't wanna see that, their back can go up. So anyway, long story short, The masculine piece is something that I've been kind of hiding about myself. And anyway, this girl, Tracy, she goes up on the stage and I see myself in her. She's this really confident person. She's somebody who has no bullshit. She's all about taking action. She's not insensitive, but she's very... She's just, she holds her presence. And I, she she gave me this permission to be like, yes, holy shit, Gina, you've been hiding one of your strongest strengths, something that comes naturally to you. So of course you're going to feel out of alignment if you're hiding pieces of yourself, right? I can be feminine in other ways. I am kind, I am empathetic, um, I am vulnerable. I have so many other female or, sorry, not female, but feminine characteristics. It's okay for me to be the masculine as well. And I think sometimes... In business and in life we get so caught up in these roles that we end up stuffing pieces about ourselves so for me it's like that masculine piece it's okay to have both right and it's finding that balance the way that I coach does not have to look like the way other coaches coach right I get to be confident stand in my presence have high standards which are all good things and be feminine in other ways so that label Was taken off me this weekend and it really gave me that permission to go ah yes I can show up in both masculine and feminine and that's a beautiful thing so that was one of the very uh the very first things that I was like okay yes I love that and it was one of the very last things of the of the whole event but it was one of the things that really stuck with me the second thing which I feel like I I keep coming on and saying this piece but I realize that I'm still holding myself back in certain ways. And maybe it's because as I kind of talk through these things, it'll all make sense of why I'm holding myself back. But there are still some things that I don't share. There are still some things that I don't do. There are still some things that I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? So I've been holding myself back because like everybody, when you're scrolling on social media, even though I've reduced my social media time, you can convince yourself that you're not doing it right. And gentle Lord, it pisses me off because I keep coming back to the, okay, what's the next level, right? How how can I continue to be my full authentic self? And I think sometimes because I'm hard on myself, that judgment makes me think that I'm not being much true authentic self, but as we keep growing and as we keep doing the things and as we keep stretching yourself, we become different versions of ourselves, and that's okay. Right. But I do, I did realize that there's certain things that I want to talk about on this platform that I want to talk about on social media, that there's some part of me that has fear of what will happen when I do. Right. So acknowledging that and seeing that allows me to work through that and see where my blocks, my blocks are. The third thing was once again, um, this was also by Tracy and I don't know about you, but for a lot of my life, I have felt like the black sheep, the black sheep of the family, the black sheep of my community, the black sheep in pretty much all the social social circles that I've gotten myself into. I have always felt different, like I didn't belong. And. This one is extremely hard for me to talk about because I create communities and I aim to create communities where people belong, but I also still feel like I don't belong in certain situations. And I wish I could say that I walked away from the weekend feeling like I belonged, but I didn't. You know, we all had, yes, things in common, but I recognized that there's some healing that I need to do around belonging and rejection. And that ties into the external validation piece which I want to talk about next which is like my number 4. And this is one of the things where internally I'm screaming don't talk about this. <laughs> You're going to piss people off when you talk about this. But I feel like this is my next level of truth and my next level of pulling back the layers so I can move past Relying on external validation to move forward, relying on external validation for me to feel like I'm good enough, relying on external validation for me to feel like I'm worthy, because while I have done a lot of work on myself and I do love myself, there's still a piece of me that's like I'm not good enough. Who am I to be thinking that I could do this? Um, You know, I have to have X, Y and Z. Then the people that I love the most are going to see that what I'm doing is worthy. You know what I mean? So. I've realized that and, and you know Dwayne helped me kind of see this over the weekend, but when I was in high school, I got asked to train with the Olympic team for Taekwondo. I am a gold medal nas- nationalist and once I got that, I didn't get the claps or the support that I, that I desired. And the reason why I'm pulling this out is because Dwayne pointed this out to me and I've been living in the shadows of other people, um, for quite some time. And even within my family dynamics, I've been in the shadow and I haven't had the claps. I haven't had the support. And when you're craving love and acceptance and, You are doing things because you see other people getting that support and that love and that encouragement. And then when you do something better and you're doing all the things and you're being that, you know, child um, that's checking all the boxes and like doing all the right things, and you don't get that same validation. You know, I felt something shifted with inside of me um, as a young girl trying to fit into boxes, right? So it, it kinda all comes back hand in hand with fitting in these boxes. So while I feel like I'm looking for those external validations and not really acknowledging and recognizing that I am enough just the way that I am and that the external validations, I have to change it. I, I have to, and even though I've done a big or a lot of work in this area, I'm still looking for the clap. And I realized that on this trip, in my head, I've been looking for that next big thing where my family in particular would be like, oh, now she's got it. Yes, of course, Gina. You made the right decision, Gina. So that was really hard because... I've been doing a lot of things, waiting for other people to celebrate me. And this is gonna sound like it's contradicting because I have done a lot of work, I have been clapping for myself, I have been doing the healing, but something about this trip, and it's not important in terms of what it was, but the underlying thing that's stopping me, that's still not healed, is that I still want to have that support, that love, that validation, from people. I still want to be liked. I still want to be seen as somebody who's kind. And while while those things are important, I can't have those things be the things that drive me, right? They can't be the thing that determines if I'm successful or not. And once again, I teach this, I preach this, but for me, it was that extra little thing like, "Mm, Gina, you still have a little bit of work to do in this area. And I truly believe that once I heal this piece, then it's gonna set me free, right? And I don't look at this as a weakness, I look at this as a checkpoint. Because if I didn't get this checkpoint, a lot of my actions would have been aligned with subconsciously me trying to get the external validation. And while my words and my actions are more aligned with, yeah, I'm clapping for myself, I'm doing the thing, which I am, the next thing that's going to help me get to that next point is really letting go of those external validations and really learn to go inwards. So I welcome these checkpoints because I know that all this growth is preparing me to be the person who handles the goal that I'm going after, right? And if I didn't have this check in and this moment of, okay, Gina, yeah, you're doing a lot of work. This does not undo everything that I've been doing. It's quite the opposite. It's like, okay, look how far you've come. But if you want to continue moving forward, we need you to develop and become the person who can handle it. And through doing that, we have to have these checkpoints. Growth is not linear. And I don't think you ever arrive to having it all together. (laughs) I really don't. I think that as you set more goals, as you step into learning more about yourself, you then have different layers to explore. You have different things that you want to achieve. And I think these little check-ins are like, yeah, this is what we got to look at. Not in a, oh my God, she's broken, but in a like, okay, these are some things that's going to help you get to where you want to go. So All of the lessons that I'm learning, I'm sharing because I truly believe that these are the checkpoints, right? These are the things that are growing my character, that's allowing me to step into the role that I want to, that's helping me step into a more expansive mindset. And also by doing my own inner work, I think I can then show up better for my clients and the people who attend my events. So I truly believe that this work prepares you for the work that I'm trying to step into even on a more deeper level. So the last thing of all this is that the power of community, right? Even though I teach this, I breathe this, I sleep this, it took me getting into a room of other like-minded people for me to have this next checkpoint, right? And if we stay in the same environments, we'll get the same check-ins, right? We're not pushing, we're not growing, we're not stretching, so the power of community, of allowing yourself to be in a situation where you can peel back the layers, where you can vocalize some pain points, where you can say, ooh, this is where I'm stuck. Ooh, this is where I want to go. This is the vision. We don't naturally create space for that growth, right? So it's it's on our shoulders to create that space, to get in these communities, and to allow yourself to do the work, right? And one of the really cool things that happened is as you, if you were following me on social media, I was sharing the speakers like Trent Shelton, Lori Hurt, like they, they were some of the most, um, worldwide famous speakers. So I was sharing the behind the scenes and I had a dear friend of mine, um, reach out and say, how is the event going? And I was like, oh, it's incredible. The energy. And I, I said how great it was. And she came back and she said to me, she said, Gina, don't forget that your events make people feel this exact same way. And I had this moment of like, whoo, you know, sometimes you forget the impact that you have on people. And that just validated the power of the community that I'm creating and why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I keep putting myself out there and being brave and failing and doing this work is because I want to help others do that work themselves and be free and create a life that they're freaking obsessed with right and having a life that you're obsessed with that also means sometimes going in deep and having the ugly cries (laughs) so there it is so moving forward I want to kind of just sum all this up because those five things were the big lessons but let's just sum it all up so After having all those realizations, moving forward, what am I gonna do with it? Because the knowledge piece, as you know, is only the first step. If I just take this knowledge and do nothing with it, it was a waste of time, energy, money, all of the things. So I always get clear of, okay, what are your action items moving forward? What are you gonna step into? And there are a couple lessons that I'm taking from this that I'm going to apply and carry for the rest of 2022. These are my compasses, right? Or my compass. <laughs> so the first like, okay, Gina, this is what we're committing to is just be your fucking self, right? And that deserves a F-bomb, I'm sorry. <laughs> but do it for you. Return to love, Right. Do it for who you love, do it for purpose, do it for impact. And who gives a shit what other people think about my mission, my dream, my vision? Nobody else needs to understand that. That's a me job. So I'm doubling down. I'm really loving myself. And I know that seems cheesy, but based on the lessons that I know I need to work through... I've got to learn to really go inwards and make sure that all my actions are aligned with me and me loving what I'm doing and me enjoying the process and doing these things for me, not for the external validation, right? Because I've lived the other way for way too freaking long and it feels like a prison. And even though I'm actively taking intentional action daily, my... My go-to is to be afraid of rejection because I had so much of it. My go-to is to people please, to smooth over situations so things don't get escalated, right? My go-to is to be aware of my surroundings and make sure everybody else is happy and it didn't matter how I felt. So of course, years and years and years of doing this, it's going to take some learning, right? So I am really going to double down on this. And those who stay, will be the ones who drive with me. Awesome. I really appreciate you being here. But those who don't will go. And I'm learning that. And Jamie Kern Lima said this um, because she was a guest speaker who was fucking incredible. She said, rejection is God's protection. And if you believe in God or universe, whatever you believe in, it's a way for the things to fall away that are just not going to serve you anyway. And it allows for that rejection then allows for good things to come in. So I'm trying to reprogram how I look at that feeling of rejection. The second thing I'm just gonna hammer home again because I feel so many of us struggle with this is that external validation is for other people. Internal validation is for me and which one is going to lead to fulfillment and alignment and obviously it's the internal validation. So this is a reminder not only for me but for you to cut the ties on that external validation and to go inwards but we've been taught to do the other so it's really hard to do. So that one, that's a lesson that I have on a sticky note on my computer and reminding myself to tap into love into me any time I'm making decisions, right? So external validation is for others. And then the other thing that I really get to tap into for myself, and I know some of you guys need to hear this too, but sometimes we have to forge, not follow. And if we do not see the representation out there that we are looking for, sometimes we have to be it right? That dream was not placed on your heart by accident, but it's up to us and you and me, whoever has that dream to go after it. And that dream, chances are, if you're listening, it's because you want something different than what you currently have. So that was placed there for a reason, but it's up to us to make it happen, right? And then The other thing that I want to remind myself of and I wanna step into, and my ego and my tears right now are having a fit for me even saying this, which tells me that I need to work on it even more. But the work that I do is important, right? I follow this path for a reason. People need safe places, people need support, people need to borrow belief, people need interaction, people need connection, people need hugs, people need community, and I wanna be that for people. And I wanna lead people to being their most favorite self. I wanna serve people and impact people and continue to bring people together. And that is my dream. And I have to remind myself of that and make it less about myself and more about who I'm helping. So the work that I do is important. And then the last thing, which I think every single person needs to hear, is spend less time on social freaking media. Now I grow my business on social media, but it's like Gina, holy shit, check yourself. I have turned off all my notifications again and I'm staying in my freaking lane. I have the vision. I have the thing on my heart and I'm getting rid of any distractions that are pulling me away from that. I am my best self when I spend less time on my phone and I spend more time being present. And I loved one thing that Keisha said at this event is be present where your feet are. And sometimes I have the tendency to reach for my phone like we all do. We're all human. It's a freaking addiction, but I want to spend less time there and more time living my purpose and being in flow and really just being present. So there it is. Those are my lessons that I'm moving forward with. And I've realized this is a long freaking podcast. So if you're still with me, thank you. Um, But this one was just really coming right from the gut, right from the heart. And if there's one thing that I can sum this podcast up with is that you are freaking worth it. No matter what has happened to you in your past, no matter who told you that you couldn't, no matter who didn't clap for you or who didn't support you you are worth it. And today, if there's one thing that you do, it's work on you so that you can believe it. And not in an unbroken way, because you are not broken, but in a I get one chance at this life way, and it's up to us to make it that way. What happened to us wasn't our choice, wasn't our fault, but I truly believe that we get to decide what we do from now on. So choose you, right? And most of us are feeling broken on the inside and are shamed, but the vulnerability that comes with working on you to heal, to live, to be the most favorite version of yourself, that is where the magic happens. Get yourself in rooms where people believe in you. Get yourself in rooms that normalize working on yourself. Normalize making you a priority. And if there is one thing that I am most sure of is that, I am here to change the conversation around blurring the lines, around making it normal to create a life and business that you are obsessed with. So let's go, Lou. Let's freaking go. Tata's out. Let's do the hard things and let's not settle for anything less than what makes you so excited to live each day. Are you with me? So I'm going to go and unplug and really process all of that because sharing this is hard, but I'm here for you. I'm cheering for you as always. You really do got this. I'm here for you. And if you want to get yourself in your own room, get yourself a shift. And I just want to send so much love your way. You got this. And remember to keep it kind, keep it fun, and always keep it real.